0: go.
1: Well hello everybody and welcome back to your dog's best lights. This is Emily. I'm here with Leanne and we uh, have a fun and interesting and very geekery type topic today. I'm excited to get into. Um, but first, what's going on in your world Leanne?
0: Uh, well, um, ooh, see I said we should have small talk but I don't have any. <laughs> (laughs) No, I do have big talk. (laughs) I have no talk. No, I actually last week was fantastic because last week was the first week of kind of going back to normal for my business. So I finally put classes back on the schedule. I mean, it's changed, and we're only doing two people per class. So calling it a class is a stretch, but. Uh, it's It feels more real and I get to actually interact with human beings and their dogs again. So it's kind of exciting. So no more spending 22 hours in front of the computer putting on putting classes online. And now I can do it in person with human beings, which is I'm going to
1: remind you cool. of how excited
0: you are to work with human beings in person again in two weeks. I actually always love my clients. Aren't okay. I terrible? I do. I do. No. I do. <laughs> I do. I, do. I, I love them. They may, And well, okay. And to be fair, to be really fair, the first day that I went back to a real schedule, this is, I'm going to tell you my real schedule. So I went in in the morning and had my favorite dog, Jace, with his amazing mom, Alicia, who is just fucking amazing. And then... And I worked with him. And then I had these wonderful new clients who brought in a bull terrier who's I saw those pictures. He was so derpy. I loved him. Oh my god, he's like a tank strapped to a rocket. He's so flipping fun. He's gonna be and they're committed and they're awesome. So I have that. And then I did three back to back beginner classes, one of which had a healer puppy. Sweet. And a lady who I already know who shows collies, so one of her older collies. And then the next class had two little pup nuggets. Oh, my goodness. One of which stayed after to play with Tag because she was worried that the puppy, she, the Brittany, was the name of the puppy, was getting a little dog reactive at 13 weeks. Uh She was a malligator. Oh, no. And she was super adoramus, and I wanted to play with her all night long. So that was my first day back at work, okay? I kind of, I kind of, I shouldn't admit this. I really
1: shouldn't. But I kind of adore, I kind of adore the little asshole puppies, the ones that are. Yeah, well, not not the true asshole
0: puppies, just the I've ones that are. I've never met a true asshole puppy. I've met them only perfectly asshole
1: Yeah, like, just the ones that are, like, they just go through their day chomping things with little regard for, I, I don't know why. I don't
0: know why. I but love that. I do. I love it. It's cause I it's, love it. Because that's what you can train. You can yeah. train that. You can't the puppy who's sleeping it's like oh he's sleeping that's so cute but get up because if he's just sleeping he's a houseplant. once yeah. they do things then you're like oh I've got a dog and this I can little, do the thing oh my god she was so cute she was running in circles and then she'd jump on me and we wrestle and she'd bite me and she has really nice bite control I mean she has sharp 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 little teethers right now yeah yeah but um yeah she's wicked 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 cute wicked yeah. cute. My puppies
1: right now are at the stage where they do that thing where they make eye contact with you and then very carefully sink their little needle teeth into your skin. Like, is I'm I'm gonna do this thing right now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's, so it's are they so kind cute.
0: of first? Is it kind of the first teething? They want to know the texture of you, or are they actually starting to instigate play?
1: Oh no, they're playing. They straight okay. up. They're straight up playing. Uh, and- they're they're playing like drunk rugby players but they're playing and how old are they four weeks four weeks yeah uh four weeks on sunday mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Oh yep my gosh. and we started solid food which is nice because that means solid poos i know that's <laughs> not something most people are excited about but it does make my life easier
0: well yes, yeah, better than the alternative yes
1: yes so it is awesome. it's adorable to watch them attempt something that looks like play because well, they're little bugs still yeah yeah they're just little fuzzy potatoes yeah, they're so cute at that age. So for today, um, the the topic du jour that we are going to unwrap, um, I thought
0: it would be fun to talk about pressure in dog training. And that is such a huge thing. So we're going to narrow it, narrow it down. So I guess first we need to define even what pressure is, because I think there's multiple. I think there's there. I think there's a multitude of of things that could be defined as pressure. So obviously the ones I'm, the one we think of most often in training would be the pressure release system that we use to train behaviors. So like leash pressure or spatial pressure that trains behaviors. We'd use it in herding. People use it a lot with, with um, leashes and I, you know, a lot of people use it for doorways and getting out of my way and things like that. So that'd be the way I normally think of pressure. You can also think of pressure as, the dog's desire to attain a desired uh, reward. Out- yeah, outcome. Yeah, outcome is a, is a pressure of sorts. Uh, I mean, trying to get something that you can't actually achieve that second would be, I, I think, defined reasonably as pressure. That'd be more of a psychological pressure. So, what are we, where so- are we going? So for me what was interesting and the reason I
1: thought this would be a fun one to talk about is I've recently started herding with my Australian Shepherd later and I've, For those who don't know I've literally owned later since the day she was born she has gone through puppy culture She's you know been in training um, She's been in classes. She's she's done a lot of stuff and so when I started herding with her i was surprised at how influenced she was by different types of pressure um, and how that would affect her interaction with the sheep and how it would uh, affect her interaction with me so um, in her case uh, lie down we had known lie down since probably before eight weeks of age right did it the, the, the good old fashioned way I did a, a combination of luring and capturing, she would throw herself to the ground in a lie down. Right. Unless she was in a pen with sheep. Right. That's and she could normal. not do it. Yeah. She could not do it. She, if you know your dog, if you work with your dog, if you have any kind of relationship with your dog, you know, when they know, right. So I knew she heard me say lie down and I saw in her eyes that she knew what I was asking and I saw in her eyes that there was absolutely no way that was in her ability to give me in that moment. And she didn't know why and I didn't know why and it was very stressful for all of us. Um, And thankfully I'm working with a fantastic instructor who, you know, explained what was going on. because. Doesn't matter how much experience you have, when it's your dog in a dynamic situation like herding, you don't always see the problem. You don't see why it's a problem or where it's coming from. Um, so it was interesting because she took the time, you know, to go over the things that she was seeing. And I was like, well, I never saw this coming. I so never was later, saw was coming.
0: So was later too, was it that she was too upset with the pressure on the sheep and the pen or what? what was the reason that uh should we just say her name sue yeah um <laughs> yeah she she's both our herding instructors yeah um the reason that sue cuz there's a lot of cuz i also i also teach herding and i often explain to people that cuz cuz pressure is everything in herding every single aspect of herding is some part of pressure right the, the pressure placed on the dog by the people the pressure placed on the dog by the stock the pressure placed on the dog by fencing and other and the and what we call the draw which is the desire of the sheep to go to a specific location or the pressure of the human being on the dog or the dog on the stock i mean there's pressure is going in in multiple different directions at all times and influences everything that we see when we're herding which makes right. it so much Uh, Fun, fun and and incredibly complex, incredibly complex, because it means you to understand sheep and understand dogs and to understand fencing and to understand all the pressures at play. So what was the reason that Sue gave? To explain later's inability to lie down in that circumstance. Well,
1: there was there's a couple of things that I think were in play. And, um, you know, what Sue was saying is that she is she's sensitive to pressure. Uh, She's very uh, I want to say reactive, but not in, the ter- not in the way most people take reactive. She's she's very responsive to pressure. Let's say that. So yeah, I yeah. She looked
0: very soft.
1: Yes. Yep. Very, so very soft. Yeah. Stock stick is you know screaming Terrifying. at her yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So she was dealing with a bit of that, but then the other thing, and this is my take on it. This is not what Sue said. Okay. And and this is where you should probably start looking out the window for the pitchforks and and. Um, <laughs> torches for the lynch mob (laughs) my take on that is it is also a slight side effect of purely positive training so Hmm. (laughs) so i'm not i'm not a i am not ai am not ai will i will straight up own it i am not a pure positive trainer but in this particular for this particular behavior it always had been right Right. so you lie down you get the treat you don't lie down "Eh, too bad um and that's, that's like the worst thing that ever happened. But when you're working stock, that's not an option. It, when you're working with creatures that are 2,000 pounds and can kill you, if I say lie down, your ass better be on the ground yesterday. What
0: size sheep are you herding?
1: Well, I'm thinking moving on to cows. <laughs> Although when they stepped on me, they really did They're not did even steal.
0: do. <laughs> you, ever make, you make everything so heavy. I'm like, where is she finding 2,000 pounds? Well, all right. Person? Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Because so Arizona 100- cows. These Arizona cows. <laughs> Arizona
1: cows community. are scrawny. They're, yeah, scrawny. they're they're
0: they're pretty because they're usually roping. They're used roping cows, so the hundred pound sheep. <laughs> yes, the hundred pound sheep, but there are three of them. So and okay, they have pointy that. tootsies. To be fair, they, they do. have pointy but, little feet. <laughs> yeah, but the point being,
1: like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it could it could totally put you in a very dangerous situation if you are moving cattle. That if your dog doesn't lie down when you tell it to lie down, right? So we're in the ring. And I'm telling her to lie down and Sue is telling me how to make her lie down. And it's not cruel. It's not mean, but She's it is pressure. Yeah. It's very much pressure. It is. You're, gonna, you're saying it softly. You're saying it, it is a still a request, but I'm going to keep requesting and I'm going to keep walking at you and I'm coming straight for you. And I'm going to keep asking until you do it. And if I reach you, and you still haven't done it, I'm going to grab you by the collar and I'm going to put you in a down. And then I'll release the pressure and we can go back to sheep. Um, But I'll do that every single time because no is not an option in this case. And that had never been done to her before when it comes to lying down. She had never been not given the option. Right. Um, Right. And it blew her mind. It absolutely blew her mind. Um, And it was a big struggle it was a big struggle and i wasn't even asking her to lie down on the move i wasn't like i was letting her choose where she stopped to lie down um and you know the sheep were on the other side of the pen i mean it was as soft as i could make it for the situation we were in and it was still really hard for her yeah so um it was just it was interesting to me that like, that was a struggle I had not anticipated, because if you'd asked me, can she lie down, I would have said, yeah, like a rocket.
0: Right, right. As long as it's her choice. Well, and to be fair, so I'm going to push back, because I'm Please. probably a little more positive only than you are. And um, so my, th- this is how I look at it. If a dog's not doing something, it's not doing something for a reason. It's not because they're like, F you. Right. I mean that, that don't get me wrong that's an option. I oh, think yeah. it's, I think it's I think it's wrong for us to pretend that dogs do not have that available when we do. I mean I think right. that you cannot you cannot go so deep down the Skinner hole that you define that decide that they're just automatons and right. you know you're, they're programmed.
1: But Agreed. Agreed. But
0: having said that, most of the time if they have enough reward history behind them and we're dealing with breeds when we're dealing with border collies and Australian shepherds that actually desire to work for human beings. That is, that yeah. is what they want to do. Yes. Yeah. And so when I'm struggling with a dog who, cause I'm also dealing with a dog right now, uh, who's way over the top compared to later, who's also a Aussie, who we, we struggle with a down. And now I put downs on a little later, I think probably than Sue and, partly because I don't necessarily want to start fights right away. And your dog's actually a little more advanced because your dog actually had already started hurting elsewhere, right? She... Right, right. L- later yeah. is a she, right? Later she, is a she. Yeah, she had already kind of started elsewhere. So sh- she's a little further along than this other dog and a totally different personality. This other dog is incredibly pushy and there is no such thing as giving to pressure. Having said that, I still have to be very respectful of the fact that, that the pressure does matter
1: uh-huh.
0: and... So, actually, rather than discuss that dog, I'm going to talk about Tag. When Tag was a pup, and still, to this day, she will not lie down between the sheep and the fencing. Mm -hmm. If there's less than 20 feet between her, between the sheep and the stock, she won't lie down. The pressure is too much. It's too hard for her. Right. And so I don't. I don't ask her until she knows that she can do it. I'm not going to get in. That's not the fight I need to pick. Um, and, and, and so I didn't ask. She can't down in a round pen. It, it's too close. The stock are too close. The fencing's too close. She cannot, under any circumstances, lie down in a round pen. So we don't. We don't even try at this point. It's not, it's not worth my fight. I need her to gain the confidence that she can control the stock without being on her feet. So we go into the big arena where she, she actually drifts about 60, 70 feet behind the stock and then she'll lie down because she, she feels, cause this, because there's no more pressure. She doesn't feel like she's lost. She's going to lose the stock. Aww. So I, so I, what I did for her, and again, she's also my dog. So she's entirely positive reinforcement trained when it comes to the, certainly the down is, and, and to be fair. We're also talking about two different breeds, and Aussies tend to spend more time on their feet because uh-huh. they're a yeah. cattle type dog, yeah. as opposed to Tag and a Border Collie, who tends to automatically kind of smush themselves to the ground. Uh-huh. So yep. you know we can't it, we're not comparing apples to apples here, but we you know we but we are, but the pressures are still in play, and so and Sue would be the first one to tell you that sh- I'm a bigger wimp. <laughs> <laughs> she is I am I will not she will push partly because she's much more experienced than me I mean uh-huh. she's been doing this yep. for far longer than me and she's much more comfortable with pressure than I am I, I'm I'm a po- mostly positive trainer I don't feel comfortable putting that kind of pressure on my dogs and and so my my thinking is generally to err on the side of believing that she's probably more correct than I am Uh Because she's gone further and done more. I mean, that's just logical. But having said that, I don't think that I have a right. I don't give away my rights to have thinking, independent thoughts. (laughs) So I tend to look for places for my dog to win, Uh I think, a little more. So, and again, with Aussies, it's so flipping hard because they just want to keep wearing and wearing and wearing and wearing and they yeah. just, it, it's really hard for them to stop. Yes. Any, any yes. stop is really hard, which is why most yep. Aussies end up standing, which is why most, if you see most Aussies work, they don't bother with lie downs after a while because it's like, Oh, this is just too much work. <laughs> it's just the battle. Is is- <laughs> why we needed to
1: start early.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's just too much. So, th- so mine would have probably been my, my preference. Uh, Not having seen the situation would probably been to have moved her to a place that's larger and seen if I could have gotten the down With less pressure.
1: Yeah, and what's what's funny is What you said was absolutely correct. There was a reason why she didn't lay down it wasn't just civil disobedience like there was it was too much she you know the instinct to move and being in a new place being unsure of what was asked for her of her and being brutally honest, me. Because I'm new to hurting. I'm not as confident in the round pen as Sue is. She worked beautifully for Sue. She was happier to lay down for Sue. Um, You know, not not as quick. But, you know, Sue controlled the situation better than I can just because I don't know what I'm looking at. And I think that... Being an Aussie and clearly knowing more than any human on the face of the planet, um, she could tell that I had no clue what I was doing. And while I was asking her to lie down, she's like, "Mm, but are you sure? Because you kind of look clueless. Um, So there was a there was a healthy dose of that going on, too. Um, But what was funny is that because we didn't have that dynamic of no, really, I'm, I'm I'm asking you to do this and I, I need you to do this. this right. Isn't, you'd never, I, this isn't a request.
0: You'd never, there'd never been that because, because you're right. And and that's, and that's absolutely a valid, a valid thing. And we can absolutely explore that it because tag did learn a pressure related down on stock. Yeah. C- Cause you have to. Yep. And, and it, it did come kind of a little bit out of left field for her because she'd never associated training with any sort of real pressure.
1: Right, right. And that's exactly what later was going through is she's like, "But but I don't have to." Like when when we normally train if I don't want to treat, I don't have to do it. And that's me. Like that I'm not saying that that is that is how force free training works. That's how my force-free training had worked. And that's why (laughs) she had learned that. Um, So we had to have this moment of, no, really, I'm going to ask that you do what it is I've asked you to do. And I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm not going to be a dick about it, but we're going to sit here until you actually do what I ask you to do. Um, And then we went home and worked on it and we worked on it in our yard and I put a long line on her and I pushed her harder than I should have. I'm I'm a big person. I can admit that because I was like, This is fucking lie down. You know this. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing and I know she knows it. And she's not a wimpy little dog. She's not a puppy anymore. She's two and a half. She can learn how to lie down. I it won't kill her, right? So mm-hmm. we did. We I put a long line on her and because she's faster than me, I'm old and slow. <laughs> And we did lie downs for probably twenty minutes in the yard, just randomly just walking around the yard, make her lie down, insist that she do it if she didn't, um, just using pressure. And you know, i I admit that it was too much, although it was fascinating to me, it was too much because when we got done, she was panting, she was stress panting, and oh, she was okay. she was shaking a little bit, like, I don't understand and I'm like it's just lie down how hard is it just lie down you know what that means just do it and I'm done and that's it and the pressure's off right Mm -hmm. um so we quit and it was you know we we I worked on it once with her and then I was like okay well that was too much so brain break because clearly I'm being an asshole
0: um (laughs) well that's hard to admit that's and I think I think that is an important, right there, right there, that statement. I think those of us, especially who, well, I think everybody, I think all trainers need to know when they've flipped over to that. It doesn't, and and it's not, it's not being a bad person. It's not, we are human beings and we are fallible and we get frustrated. And especially when you are in a situation where you're already, like, oh my God, I'm out of my depth and, and this, yeah. the, you know, I'm paying money for this, and, and this woman knows that I know what I'm doing, and I clearly don't have a dog who knows a fundamental thing that's trained in yeah. beginner class. Yep. And yep. <laughs> yep. you yep. know, and all of that. And I think I think that especially for the force free and positive only folks, or the folks who end up laying more on that side. Yep. I think because many of the folks on that end don't understand or know how to use the tools that go from force-free up the escalation ladder that they feel frustrated and upset and generally skip now I'm not saying that's you because I I know that's not you but they will maybe skip ahead and get angry or yell or do something and then they're wracked with guilt and horrified that they've ruined their dog for life and I'm like if 15 years of positive reinforcement didn't cement who your dog is I I doubt that right one moment of screaming you're an asshole is gonna it's do gonna, it's gonna mess it up it's gonna do Although anything
1: it's so funny because I heard I heard my friend Nita in my ear going you're lumping I'm like yes I know I'm lumping <laughs> I'm lumpy it's what I do my
0: dog should know this and it's hard so, it is hard so but what was
1: interest? no it's okay what was interesting is is what I took from that happened at our next lesson. And I sent you I sent you the video for the last part of that. But at our next lesson, our first time in the round pen was a complete and utter shit show. It was (laughs) and once I got out from underneath the sheep and I could kind of replay it in my mind, I knew exactly why and Sue confirmed it. When I asked for her to down in the pen she internally panicked
0: yeah i said you put too much pressure on I now mean, you her scared yeah well and it was
1: holy fuck the last time i heard that word it did not go well i did not like it it wasn't fun i i, I and the sheep are moving oh my god the sheep are moving but oh like it was this complete um mental uh Uh, what's the word I want oh thank you brain I appreciate it um not on the spot it was conflict yeah no it was conflict in her brain of right um like I know that I need to lie down to get to the sheep but the last time I lied down it was no fun and blah 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 and so she did it because she's the very best girl and because I asked her to but then when we started to work sheep, she blasted them. She blasted them. She was full on, full speed, right through the middle of them, ran them right up my butt. Yeah. Like, could not help herself. And then, she of had course, to take
0: that frustration somewhere. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then, of course, what did I have to ask her to do? Down. Lie down. Calm yourself down. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we went back and forth with that for our first 20 minutes in. And it was ugly. It was ugly. And you know what? I deserved it. And I told Sue that at the time, I'm like, she had this plotted the whole goddamn time I had her
0: on that long line. She's like, fine, I will lay down, but we will see you in the ring, lady. (laughs) Wait until I have my 2,000 pound sheep. Right. (laughs) Sean the sheep, 2,000 pounds. Um, And so, like,
1: the one thing I can pride myself on in dog training because I'm not the cleanest trainer and I'm not the brightest trainer is I can recognize my own fuck ups. And
0: (laughs) that's somewhere, that's where you have to start.
1: Right. Somewhere in the middle of that 20 minutes of trying to outrun sheep backwards in 85 degree heat. It's fun. I, I went, this is my fault and I deserve this. (laughs) And I didn't take it out on her and I didn't blame her and I saw where it was coming from and uh, all right. So we stepped out and we had a break. And the next time we went in, when she realized that if she did lay, like we had a few minutes of, I'd ask her to lie down, she'd lie down and she'd immediately get pressure taken off and have access to the sheep again. And so she had to get out her frustrations and play with that a little bit and see how that was gonna work for her that time. And the next time we were in the ring, it was brilliant. It was it was brilliant. She didn't push, she didn't forge ahead. She gave me time to react and think, which made everything go more smoothly, which made her have at least some thought that I might have control of the situation and know what was going on, which made it more comfortable for her to lie down when I asked her to so it was this this feedback loop and it ended i got very lucky it ended up working for her but it mm-hmm. is absolutely not the way i would recommend other people approach it <laughs> um and I, and at least i i can admit that but it was it was just interesting to me and you know it's a study in pressure on humans too right because yeah. that was pressure on me absolutely. of Your dog should know this and why the hell doesn't your dog know this? Um, And now your dog has one week to learn it. (laughs) (laughs) Go. (laughs) Um, So I have new empathy for for students in class. But yeah, it was was a really fascinating insight to me on how pressure can really make or break a training situation um, and can really slow things down
0: if your dog isn't isn't capable of handling it yeah a- absolutely so so it's because fa- it so I think what happens I think to be fair so you're a crossover trainer you started well you said you kind of started with like yank and crank people but they always yep. kind of creeped you out but punishment's yep. always been on the table for you and the direction you've been moving is largely towards force-free without a commit com- you haven't joined the cult but you are You've got the brochures,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, and and I'm there too. I'm the I'm the same. I got the same brochures. And I'm okay, to be fair, they're covered in dust and stuck underneath the uh, takeout menu, so no, 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 they're I not keep- like they're not like on the coffee table or anything. I keep taking mine out and reading them. So, so anyway. And what happens, I think, and, and I'm kind of, I'm just kind of noodling through this, is we lose faith that it will work. We're like, we got uh-huh. to this yeah. point through positive reinforcement training, but now, because you were like saying, oh, because I, I just remember distinctly hearing the phrase, well, she, she could choose not to down. And I'm like, uh-huh. my dogs yep. never choose not to down. It's not, it, it's never come up to not down if we're training it down i mean if they don't hear me or when there's confusion um mm-hmm. but if i say down they down it, and it's and it's not because there's pressure it's just because the reward history is so vast and so i'm like what did she fuck up <laughs> well and here's the thing it's not it's not to say that <sighs> Because I doubt she actually really ever said, no, I don't want to down.
1: Right. No, it was more like, yeah. oh, look, a fly, or oh, look. I'm,
0: I, a momentary I, you know, second of yeah, distraction. Yeah, but yeah. But there yeah, was yeah.
1: no, like, and then the request would be made again, right? Yeah. Um, or or it would be a reset or whatever. Um, it, yeah, and 99.3% of the times, so that's a real scientific number I kept track. I know. She, I noticed that.
0: That was very impressive.
1: Yes. She would down. But there were times when she didn't, because she was a little puppy, and she went, ah, squirrel, and took off, and I would bring her back, and we'd keep practicing, right? Mm -hmm. But also, I'm a lazy-ass trainer. I'm I'm a human being. I brought that up. Yes, I'm a human (laughs) being, and – I think probably the worst mentality for any dog trainer out there is I could fix it if I wanted to, or if it bothered me, or if it was an issue,
0: <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> and that
1: brought us to the herding ring that day
0: when suddenly it was an issue. And that's probably the difference because, so like I said, so tag and I, cause obviously whenever I, so I always tell people, people come out and they'll say, what does my dog need to know before they, I put them on sheep. I get the question all the time. What does my dog need to know? And I say, a recall is really, really nice. And a down is super uh-huh. awesome. But then I say, but don't expect to see either one of those on sheep the first time. Their dog's going to go, wee, and their head's going to explode. And they're just going to uh-huh. run like freaking psychobansies because this is the best day of their lives. And you'll be lucky if you are even in the picture as they're stampeding sheep over you. Right. And, and I spend a lot of time in that because I need them to have enough drive, that when I do put spatial pressure on them, that they desire... And that's the difference between when you worked at home and when you worked on the sheep. Yeah. When you worked at home, that she had no, nothing good enough to take the pressure to get to the reward. Right. Whereas with sheep, I want them to run over ground glass to get to the sheep.
1: Yeah. Not literally, because, people. Not because literally.
0: Because... Because well no no but they would I always joke that Cody would run over my rotting corpse to get your sheep. Oh yeah, well yeah, sure. No, yeah, yeah. No. she'd be like, uh, "Mom's dead." <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. somebody knows where the food is, but I'll be at the sheep if you need me. So, but, <laughs> but that's what I want. I want a dog who will. who will I have a video of Tag, little shit. I when she was a when she was a pup, I put her on sheep for the. I put her on sheep uh, once a month until she was about a year, and then in a year. I declared her old enough to start and so i started her on sheep and she was a little hell monkey she was a shark and she's like i'm Uh eating sheep she was pulling wool she was fast oh my god i she's way too fit lightning fast why don't you fatten
1: up your dog so you can run her better
0: Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, because I don't use any pressure in my training, she does not give to pressure. So me stepping into her with a stick did not matter to her. She Okay, here's the thing. Here's what I find
1: fascinating. I didn't think I used any pressure in my training either, but I'm really wondering now if I'm like an overbearing asshole to my (laughs) sensitive dog and I never knew it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm and not it's very
1: I, possible. It is entirely <laughs> possible because if she's if she is sensitive to pressure, which hurting dogs should be
0: somewhat, yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could have been screaming at her this whole time and not known it. Right. And that's true. I mean, we don't know. Well, and I and I can't say I don't ever use pressure. I, I use pressure in doorways. But because I was so I have a ram, and he's a dick. And he terrifies the other two dogs. And so I wanted, I wanted, and tag comes from cattle lines, from lines that are bred to herd cattle. So I really wanted her to be super gritty. So, you know, when you have a puppy and you open the door and you, and you want, the puppy wants in and you put your foot kind of in their face to kind of block them. Yep. And they go, you know, and they get all shitty. Yeah. I, I I praised her for that. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, good girl. You get that foot rock because I really wanted her to be gritty because I need something that will move my damn ram because he's such a dick. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so I really worked hard on making her super gritty. Well, then she's a year old, and the tools that I have at my disposal to get her off the sheep are my body English, which is what I use on all my other dogs. No sticks, no staffs, no nothing. Just me sticking an arm out and stepping into their eye and they're like, oop, change direction. No, she's like, screw you. And ran, ran, like didn't even see me. So then I kind of went up through my stick population. I went, I have a rattle paddle, which is a stick with a big red rattle on the end for, for shaking at cows. Literally she crashed into it. Like she absolutely smashed into it with her head. I thought we were going one direction. She felt the other direction was called for. She slams into this thing and I'm like oh my baby, you know and i'm still in the whole oh my poor little and she's like raced around me and she's hanging off a sheep. and i'm like okay yeah. well so much for her trauma and then so i'm like so i buy a flag a, that you also use to startle cows it's uh, like a like a maybe a seven foot long whip with uh-huh. a flag on the end yeah and she finally sees that fine she's like oh my god what's that and and it took it took that but in the interim in all of these battles she there's a video of her me blocking her i've got the flag in front of me i've got the sheep wedged behind me in a pile because they're terrified of her and i'm trying to keep her off the sheep and that she runs straight between my legs right up into the sheep fuck you gotta go (laughs) so So I'm like, okay, so about that grit. Can we talk about that grit? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well the grit that I really wanted, I've got, but now I have to deal with it. So I I did, I put her away for another three months and said, maybe she's not mature enough and and brought her back out. And she was, she was a lot less psychotic at that when she came out three months later, but now she obviously needs it down. I mean, I got to control this wild felon and I couldn't take her out of the round pen. Until I had enough of a down to know that she wasn't going to just chase my sheep all around the arena, pin them against a fence, and while I'm running screaming, don't eat my sheep, she's like eating my sheep. So we went back to the, to the dog spot, and I, I, every day I'd walk her on the dog spot, down, and hand her treats, down. And hand her treats down and hand her treats and i just built this huge reward history on down to the point where if you ask her us then i ruined her for rally obedience because <laughs> yeah. now if you ask for if you face her and ask for anything she's like elbows on the deck and, yep. and i'm like yep. that's incoming it looks like <laughs> do you remember do you remember that did you read marley and me no i just saw the movie
1: Oh, there's a point in the book where he talks about training a down on Marley, and he gets like such an enthusiastic down from him, like the rear up in the air, pulse slap to the oh, ground. Yeah, I love that, that down that he decided to the command for it was incoming. <laughs>
0: that's that's what I have. I have the speed down. So yeah, well, and so that's that what I, I was getting from later too, which is why this
1: whole thing caught me completely off guard.
0: Yeah, and that's and so then when I decided to work on it. a Uh, away from the stock I did not use any pressure zero pressure when I went back to the stock now again I have a different dog Uh right I mean I'm not describing later (laughs) yeah no no you're not no (laughs) and so I can put pressure on tag on the sheep because she all she sees is a sheep And my biggest danger is getting too close to her because she'd beat me around the corner and be right back on top of the stock. And so I had to be very wary. I couldn't get too close. I am like, you can walk up to later. (laughs) I I can't (laughs) walk up to tag. Oh my God, she'd have me in a New York minute. So I'm holding like 10 feet square of the arena and trying to hold it all with my whip and my body and just leaning into her and saying down. And again, I couldn't get it in the round pen and I I. She is very sensitive to pressure. I mean, it sounds she. It's kind of funny because you hear that and you're like, "What?" But she is. She's very aware of the fences, very, yeah. very aware of the fences, and not me, <laughs> and not really even the sheep that much. But really, really super hyper vigilant about the fencing and the and her proximity to fencing and sheep.
1: So that's a a fantastic border collie thing because I also I also own one of those aliens, and. When I first got him as a puppy, my plan was this will be my agility dog. And I think I've told you this story before, but um I was trying to train him on jumps. And the uprights on the jump were so much pressure that he couldn't do it, but I know I knew that he understood what I wanted because he used to go over the jump on the outside of it where there was no bar. Oh, okay. He just couldn't go between the two uprights and jump, but he would jump next to the jump, over nothing, wow, to avoid
0: going the over the jump. Yeah, the, and I
1: was yeah. like, at that point, I was like, okay, we could walk work through this, but honestly, if you're going to be that clear that it's
0: that uncomfortable to you, why would I do that to you? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's 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 a whole uphill. I mean, it's, you didn't buy him to win the national champions. No, shit. no, I was mean, I was, I I was doing people. backyard. Did you buy this dog to win the national championship then what are you doing
1: yeah no so. <laughs> i i we were doing backyard agility i'm like and we're done
0: yeah but
1: it, it's it is funny because um that same day i had later's litter mate there with me um and that was her second time on sheep and sue had to get out the the flag like you were saying mm-hmm. you know the the big long whip with the flag for her Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she had to wave it around a couple of times to, you know, like knock it off. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was really, really keen and she really didn't care that there was a human out there. Um, which was funny cause I was telling her owner, I'm like, if Sue brought that flag out with later, I would have to go scoop her up out of the sand and pour her into a cup to take her home. Yeah. Like that would be the end of it. Um, and I don't like, it's one of those things, you know, God love dog trainers because they hear me saying this and they're going to be like, wow, well, I wouldn't put her on sheep. You know, she's, mm, I don't that know dog? about that. I don't no. know about that.
0: No, mine. Oh, cause I'm like that dog. I, that, see the dog who will run through a flag or a rake. I want that dog.
1: See, but here's the thing. Later we'll do that. Eventually. Once she understands the game, once she understands what I'm asking of her yes. and gets that communication down, she will do it. The dog will do just about anything I ask her to do, honestly, because I ask her to do it. She's not going to do it, you know, with a great deal of, like, she's she's not throwing herself off a cliff just because I asked her to. But she will get to the point where she will get in and get pushy when I ask her to. But she's not, that's
0: just not her normal. Not who she is. So, yeah. and, and this is where, and again, I, and when I say I differ from zoo from Sue, I would never imply that I know one 100th of what Sue does. So, right, right, right. Um, yeah. You know, if she accidentally turned on our podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're just different people. And, and I, so I would back way up and just let her careen around like a maniac for a while to, because, and because we talked, I think earlier about engines. We talked, I think last week about, that I want an engine, you know, I want to buy the thoroughbred, not the warm blood, cause I don't want to pedal my horse. Same sort of right. thing. I want the motor running on my car, my dog, so that when I let them loose in sheep, I'm doing what I have to do with tag, which is like blocking <laughs> the, the crazy to try to get it under control. And the good thing about later is that A, it's hot as shit right now. I mean, it's yeah. what, six, yeah. 700 degrees. And it will probably it's like the two thousand pound sheep. Yeah, the yeah. like two thousand pound sheep, six thousand degrees. We, I don't know where we live, and <laughs> wherever Perfect it is, it's on fire. <laughs> literally, yeah. it's literally on <laughs> it's fire literally right now. On fire right now. So yeah, that's bad. But um, so with her, she will probably start to. You know, once they start recognizing the dirt road when you make the turns to get to, oh, she um, already does. Start she screaming. jumps up and starts like, oh. "Yep."
1: Well, not screaming. She starts the the very polite. I really can't contain myself the one whining. second
0: longer. Wine, yeah. <laughs> That's the tag. Tag does it all the time when she's bored, like thirty second, thirty minutes into a drive. She's like, "Huh," oh, oh. and I'm like, "Oh, for God's sake, you spoiled little shit!" I don't no, have to pay attention I, to all the time. It literally like.
1: I literally forget she's in the car sometimes. (laughs) I used to be terrified that I'd leave Tag in the car. Unless we are going herding. And then I will know that she's in the car as we turn onto that dirt. Actually, it's once I turn off I-10. On the interstate, yeah. 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 But it's the thing I love about Sue is that she could instantly see the difference between those two dogs' personalities. And she knew that using that flag would not crush that poor dog, right? And it didn't. It didn't faze her in the least. Um And it was just fascinating to see the difference between the two now the this is me making excuses for myself because that's what we do as humans yes. um, that dog's owner is a horsewoman she 's a stock woman um, she has horses currently and when you when you have those animals and you work with those animals, you know you real again there is no room for when you feel like it. Like I need you to stay out of the pen with the horses. I need you to, you know, if you're the horse, I need you to move so that you're not squishing me up against the trailer. Like there are certain things that when you're around horses asking, isn't an option for safety reasons. And so she approaches training a a lot different than I do. She's positive based for certain, but there's also, I asked you to do it and you're going to do it, you know, like manners, right yeah, yeah. um and i apparently like my children feral so there is that different training approach between the two which i think has helped her dog be more resilient to that pressure whereas with mine when i started doing it she was like where the fuck is this coming from
0: <laughs> yeah it's out of at a left at a left field yeah yeah, yeah yes.
1: absolutely so you know Like I say, this is a bit of an excuse. It's probably just my
0: training. Well, and it could just be a different dog. I mean, to be fair, just because they're the same litter, doesn't mean they're the same dogs. Excuse me. I breed automatons. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize they're all identical. So, (laughs) yeah, no. And it is, it is fun. We'd have to all, we should all go out one of these days, take all five dogs to Sue and you can watch the different, because she has to bring out a rake for Cody and Cody will still run through the rake. Cody's like, don't care about you and your rake. I will run through a rake to, because Cody gets frustrated and angry and then she gets faster. And she's already pretty quick and it just makes her faster. And Dice, you have a stick with nothing on the end of it because if something's on the end of it, he will have a stroke and leave the arena and never come oh. back.
1: Um, so later and Dice are good friends.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, I find him to be the most frustrating of all of my dogs. And Sue actually does a much better job with him than, than I do because, and I'm going to have to put him on whistles uh-huh. so that my voice frustration doesn't oh carry through. Carry See, that's, one the thing, that's one of the things I love about her though, is because she doesn't get given, frustrated. Well, no. She
1: doesn't get frustrated and she doesn't like, I don't want to say she doesn't allow you to, but she the, calls you on you, it. Yes. And you don't want to face that disappointment, but yeah. also like, I know me. I'm from New York. If I get frustrated, you're going to hear it. Like, you're going to hear it in my voice. And I'm quick to direct that outside of myself, whether it's my dog or, you know, the person next to me or whatever. That's just a personality fault that I deal with. And I don't like it. And I don't like to hear it in training. I've been to hurting facilities where oh. the handler is screaming and yelling and beating the ground with a stock stick. And, That's bad. you know,
0: yeah, and that's it's
1: bad. But what's funny is the dog. It's not making the dog
0: respond any no, better. No, because they they've stopped listening half an hour ago.
1: Right, exactly. So it just looks bad. It looks like bad form, and it looks like shitty training. And so I don't want to be that way. So I love going out to Sue's because Sue is quiet, and everything yes. is just it's a quiet request that you're going to do, and there is no screaming and yelling,
0: and there is no hysteria, and there is no you know rushing about. Um, it's all quiet and that's horse. That's coming from a horse background because you can't get emotional with a horse or everything falls apart. And now you're riding a rocket and you're going to die. And, and I used to joke that all old horse people become hurting people (laughs) because I think it's similar. It's very, because it's the same sort of thing as pressure and release training. Um, you get to watch the animal work. We're used to having, we're using, horse people are very used to building their eye and and yeah. getting very adept at seeing seeing other animals move and judging that movement and you can't do that in the obedience ring because the dog is wrapped around your leg and uh i, I don't know about agility but for her- herding is is the thing that links horse people to dog people that's that's the place where they intersect yeah. and yeah. you will find that many of the herding people that we meet, not not the committed, not the people who started when they were born in, in you know, Great Britain, right. places like that. But here in the West, the, the people who are committed hobbyists and, and trainers here in or the West. Or should be committed. <laughs> for the amount of money they spend um, <laughs> and the miles they drive. Um, they are former many of them are former horse people. Which gives you an advantage because you can Uh start, you can read the stock. Um, Because if you can't read the dog and you can't read the stock, then you're kind of like, "Uh, I don't know what the hell just happened. Oh, like me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) hard. That's how I spend most
1: of my, and that's, and, and here's the thing. This is what kills me. This is what I struggle with as a human. The number of times I just want to hand Sue the leash and be like, would you just do it? because she will be so much less frustrated, and she will learn so much faster, and I feel awful like I'm torturing my dog, has been has been astronomical. Pretty much every time I go, I just want to hand her the leash and be like, you just do it, because she'll get it. Um, so, I understand that frustration level that the dog goes through, too, because it's not, it's fun, but it's not fun, right? Like, yeah. I just want to be good at it. I just want to see it. I just want to be able to communicate that picture to my dog in a way that doesn't drive her insane. And I'm getting better, but she's getting better faster. And so it's this dance between my competency and communication levels and where she's at. Um, and so I I get it. Like I can, I can see when I frustrate her, I can see when I put too much pressure on her because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not doing it intentionally. Um, and I can see it because you know I usually end up with a sheep up my butt. Um, <laughs> and it's you know as I've gone through this, it's been my cue of okay, I'm not being well. clear. <laughs> or I find myself. My other favorite one is when I find myself just turning in circles in the pen as yeah. the dog circles like, me, and I think I've and I'm like
0: trapped in a cy- cyclone somehow. <laughs> I feel nauseous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that's the, that's my cue where I'm like, okay, I'm going to the fence and we're going to stop and we'll try this again. Yeah. But I just, I understand um, a, a small amount of the frustration that the dog must feel. And it gives me a great deal of empathy on her part. Um, and provides me with that, that patience so that I'm not screaming at her. Cause I'm like, look, there's only so much instinct can do. And if sh- I'm not giving her the picture that she needs to be successful, then that's on me. And I need to, I
0: need to sort my stuff out. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so it's kind of funny cause you're, cause I actually do hand Sue the leash mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. And the, the reason is because we're obviously a little ahead of you. So um, we're at the point where we're trying to, to, Oh, Dice found the squirrel. Sorry. There's a Are little, little squeaky um, He's like, what? Somebody said my name. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we're trying to broaden. We're trying to make outruns big enough to go into big fields, which I can't do at my property because I don't have big fields. And uh-huh. so, but I'm having to see that, like, Cody drops a shoulder on the outrun at 60 yards away. And I. so I have her handle I stand next to her and I go and I'm trying to sink my uh-oh correction to mm-hmm. hers because I'm what I'm doing is studying the shit out of my dog so that I can see oh there she dropped the shoulder oh there yeah because because I because Cody is and you don't have to worry about this with an Aussie Cody is what they call a strong-eyed dog yeah. and strong-eyed dogs get pulled in on the outrun by their eye yeah and yeah. they get sucked into and so what happens is they start off the outrun you know with 500 yards between them and the stock and just for the one listener who hasn't dozed off uh, the outrun is the thing where you send the dog from your feet and they go in this big circle half circle all the way up half a mile away and then what they do is called lift the sheep and they bring the sheep to you. And they can't go straight at the sheep because that's what a Labrador retriever would do. And you'd never see your sheep again. They would just chase them until they ran out of field. So they have to make this big circle and that's called the outrun. And you want the outrun to be as far away from at the bottom as it is at the top. You don't want the dog to start off at 500 yards or 500 feet from you and then end up coming and slicing in on the sh- the stock because then they won't bring the sheep directly straight down at you. They're going to drive the sheep sideways. So they have to come all the way around way above the sheep and then come in on the sheep coming at you. And Cody follows her eye in. And when she lifts the sheep, she's like 10 feet behind them. <laughs> and you can't see that moment. And it's very difficult to see the moment when she makes that Drift. Yes, when she drops yep. that shoulder or her sh- or her eye locks up. And so because I don't, I'm not super comfortable using pressure and release as a training method uh, for dogs. I'm really fantastic. And this is what pisses me off. I am a hell of a rider. You put me on a horse and tell me to do pressure release, uh-huh. and my timing is – freaking amazing. It really, I was an incredibly good rider. I, you know, I'm not going to lie and pretend that, uh-huh. you know, I was a very good rider. I rode a lot of horses and thousands of horses over my career and rarely ever came off because I had incredibly exquisite timing. I, that freaking evaporates. It's yep. It, it does me fuck all of good. <laughs> yep. Intellectually, I know it's the same exact technique. I know that if I take a step towards her or if I just, if I square my shoulders at her and lean at her, even at a thousand feet away or 500 feet away, she recognizes that movement. And the second she drifts from dropping her inside shoulder to moving back square on the outside shoulder, that I should immediately release that. So she understands and I can't, I can't, I cannot, I can, I'm starting to see it. So at least now I can start to see it. So what I'm doing to save her from my stupidity is I will see it. I'll ask for a down. I'll place the pressure in on the down to get her to go out, and then I can release the pressure because I gave myself room to think about it. So this last time, this is,
1: for anybody who might want to try hurting, um, awesome. It, it is. It is the the simultaneously the most breathtaking amazing thrilling thing you will ever do with your dog and also the thing that will make you drink the most um <laughs> and I love what Sue told me last time which is don't expect to be even remotely near competent to novice um and I by that I mean competent at a novice level for at least the first year yes. and that's if you're going every week yes um which not a lot of people can do. But what I have found is that I can do one portion of herding fairly competently. As long as I completely drop everything else.
0: You got because <laughs> so, that's the only way we learn. We can only learn one thing at a time.
1: One one thing yeah. at a time. So this last time it was um, later likes to circle clockwise and if she gets past a certain point she will continue on around regardless. That's mm. just that's, That's not her an thing.
0: or anything. No, no,
1: not mm-hmm. at all. So she'd gotten confident enough that Sue was like, "All right, at this point, when she reaches that tipping point, I want you to give a verbal correction and send her back the other way." Cool. I could do that. We did that. It was great. She it's was one re- thing. <laughs> it was responsive. She did it, and then she'd go back the other way, and it was fantastic. And then I would have to turn the sheep, and suddenly I have run out of <laughs> suddenly I have run out of arena, and um. And now my dog's like and now my dog is like you're an utter moron and she goes all the way around the sheep and now I have sheep running past me and we've lost everything and then we get our shit all back together and we go to the other direction back across the uh arena and yeah so that was kind of how that went it was like moments of brilliance followed by complete and utter chaos
0: and that's what's fun so when So when, so I started, I started herding about, well, the first dog I started herding with died two years ago and she was 15. So I started herding like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I used to describe to people, because I think, I think watching a beginner with a beginner dog is the most hilariously fun thing that you can ever see because you've got a round pen that's only maybe 60 yards in is it diameter what's the thing in the middle diameter sure sure it's round yeah whatever the thing in the middle whatever it's 60 feet or 60 meters around and or 30 and you've got a little packet of sheep maybe three to six you've got a dog who's now like crack cocaine this is the best day of my freaking life where have you been keeping these things my whole life we you've got sheep who are like oh good god we're all gonna die you've got a person who's holding a stick who probably shouldn't be holding a stick and they're being (laughs) yelled at by a person who's safely outside the arena because you can only have one target yeah and having multiple targets doesn't confuses the sheep and so you're the target that's the other thing people love being hearing. i'll say they like I'm going to come out because they only want one target and they're like what what did what target yeah the sheep are going to come at you and yeah depending on your dog's enthusiasm they might yeah. come at you with a bit of speed so just don't fall down <laughs> don't, and don't. also and also you will fall down and you'll crash into the fencing because you'll yeah. forget because you're running back because the other thing is you need to face your dog you have to know what your dog is doing and so your dog is between the sheep are between you and the ideally for about a nanosecond the sheep are between you and the dog you're running backwards you're armed with your stick and the the herding instructor is saying go left go right do this do that and you're like I don't know how many feet I have (laughs) I I don't remember left and right anymore A sheep is exploring my nether regions. I've just been stepped on 15 times. I can't move my right foot because there's 100 pounds of sheep on it. And I think my dog, yes, my dog just ran over the sheep and launched itself off my head. Oh, and, yeah. and I crashed into a fence. It's, it's, oh my God, it's so much fun to watch.
1: So, and it's, and it's fun. It's, I, I mean, it's we're making fun. it sound horrific, but here's no, the it's thing. It's so much fun.
0: It really is. It really even, is. Oh, even if God, so that fun. is
1: how your first session in the ring goes. I Um, have yet to meet a dog. Yeah. I have yet to meet a dog where there isn't at least 10 seconds of synergy between the handler and the dog and the sheep. There's at least 10 seconds of this moment of, oh my God, my dog is herding sheep. And it is brilliant. And it is like, you hear the voices of the ancestors that have come before going, you're doing it right. And that's like better than crack cocaine. No, I don't, that's I don't, I don't that's care who you are. That's what I don't you're care doing. Who you are. And,
0: and that's whenever i have people come out for a herding test i'm always you know the first thing i ask is what breed do you have? and cuz i'm just praying they're going to say a breed that i have a chance in hell of finding instinct in. and then i'll put them in the in the ring and if the dog has instinct i'll be like see that right there that's what you're looking for. and you you they see they are like oh my god. Well,
1: it's and everybody there. would well and everybody regardless of how much or how little they understand about dogs there's just something in us in our dna that knows when it sees a creature doing what it was meant to do i know i know fuck all about horse racing okay i don't I like the one in the front wins and (laughs) the, the saddle is there as a mere suggestion really i don't know why they don't just drape (laughs) <laughs> you know, syrups over the horse and say, just Go.
0: Strap the person on the jockey. Right.
1: <laughs> but yet, I watch those races where they come around that last curve and you see that jockey go, Now go. And the horse just goes, All right. And they dig into another level and they just fly down that last straightaway. And it gives me goosebumps every time. I don't know anything about horse racing, but I know when I see a horse just, do what it was made to do and I think the same thing happens you know when you get somebody with a herding dog in in with sheep and they see that moment of that dog going right I got you I'm going to go here I'm going to go here I'm going to go here and you're going to go there and this is great and they see it and it's it's like oh he that was in there the whole time I've never taught him how to do that like that was just in there somewhere um and it's and it's really really cool and i suppose it's kind of you know how terrier people feel when they do terrier things i don't know i don't understand terriers
0: (laughs) no but when they're on when i when they do barn hunt it's awesome i mean because i do barn hunt up here yeah 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 and when they when they hit on a rat you know you have the little rat in the tube before PETA starts sending me notes for one thing if you're from PETA, don't listen but um they ha- the rats are in little tubes and they're safe and they're happy and blah, blah, blah. And we hide them in hay bales and the dogs are taught to f- identify the scent. And when they, oh my God, I, it's another thing. I just, I, and the owners light up and you yeah. light up and it's, and honestly, I, I kind of look at herding like, um, you know, the struggle is, the prize is absolutely worth the struggle. Yeah. And and yeah. and the struggle is so difficult but you look at you look at that little teeny nugget and you see your future stretching out in front of you and you start making plans for meeker or <laughs> or, yeah, or the yeah. ask or the ask national championships and you, it doesn't matter that it's 10 years away and two dogs. <laughs> You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter because like I said, I started 15 years ago with a completely different dog and I've been pursuing the silliness for on again, off again for this entire time. And I still feel like I've no, I, I, this is the only sport where you start off knowing nothing and then 10 years later you somehow know less. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, well, I, and, it's astonishing to me.
1: And it's one of those things for me, at least that. I'm like, if 2020 has shown us anything, it's that the forgotten arts are going to be real, real important.
0: <laughs> yeah, my chickens became very popular for a very, very, very short period of time there.
1: <laughs> yeah, like there's going to be a time where you know somewhere it's going to be real important that we have animals who can do what it was we created them for. Um,
0: well, when, so when I'm driving, that aspect when I, of it too. When I'm driving down the road, I'm not kidding. When I'm driving down the road. I was driving home one day and we have a, the land just to our north is all open range. And a steer had gotten onto the wrong side of the fence and I was so psyched. Yes. I had three border collies in my truck and I'm like, oh,
1: finally. And I'm not kidding. This.
0: I get out of the truck. And I'm trying to decide. I'm like, okay, which of the dogs, cause none of my dogs have seen a cow. So I'm like, okay, which of my dogs is probably best versed to dealing with a cow that is obviously not gonna be dog broke and knows and recognizes dogs as coyotes. And so he'll be a little bit of a, a, an asshole. So I'm like trying to figure out which dog and I'm like making decisions and a little, sh- he just wanders back onto his side of the fence. I'm like, oh ruined my opportunity. <laughs> But on the flip side of that, I have
1: seen, um, I have a friend of mine who lives, uh, I believe it's British Columbia. Oh, God. I should know that. But anyway. um, So north. Yeah. I love British Columbia.
0: It's beautiful. Oh, my
1: God. She has has Aussies, and they all work. And on a regular basis, you know, one of the neighbors will call and say, you know, the cow's found a hole in the fence. And she posted a video one time of her driving in the truck with the dog in front of her and she's got the window down so she can you know right. guide the guide the dog and they moved 10 or 15 cattle none of which as far as i know were dog broke back up the road about a half a mile into where they needed to go
0: think, like yeah and I How know my cool dogs I know my dogs could do it. i know I know my dogs could do it. It just be, depend on what kind of epic shit show it would be. um but they would all except for tag tags tag was too young at the time. she would have just like been like, "Wee, and then the dog the cow would have kicked and she would have gone shit, yeah, so <laughs>
1: yeah, no it's and it's it's like I like it's a, it's a little bit of uh. Hubris on my part. You know, I like having a dog with a skill that not many other people have. You know, not many other dogs have that skill. Um, But also, I kind of feel as somebody who is involved in uh, furthering the breed that you should have at least a basic working knowledge of what it was your breed was designed to do. So there's that aspect of it. And especially
0: if you're going to keep it in the breed. I mean, it's one thing if you're going to turn your dog into, if you're going to turn your breed into just a the the shape of the breed but without the instinct and right. um then you don't need to then it doesn't matter but if you right. care enough about preserving the traits of the breed then i think it's ideal if you know how to recognize those traits and utilize them in in somewhat the real quote-unquote quasi real real world right and um so we started this conversation talking about about pressure. pressure. And, and we kind of went in a couple of different directions. And I think what's relevant for people to understand is that when your dog cares enough about something, they will, they will take the pressure to do the thing. Yes and that's what every that's what herding depends on that's what bite work depends on uh that's probably even a little bit of search and rescue they have to be able to tolerate the pressure of of bad temperatures and uneven terrain and or even your dog treating a squirrel i mean there's uh-huh. the, the the it's a lot of work My, i mean i've had a dog i literally have a video of bubbles climbing a mesquite tree to get to a squirrel <laughs> oh bubbles Yeah, well, I was impressed, honestly, because he is not the most elegant of creatures to find him in this. It's not a he was not a huge mesquite tree. It was a pretty puny tree. And he was I mean, he was I had to help him out. I mean, it was (laughs) it didn't it didn't end the way he anticipated. The squirrel just sat at the top of the tree and screamed at him. And but we we do need to build the ability to take pressure into our dogs right and and when we're dealing with a dog who we would i would term soft which is what it sounds like later is and what i know dice is then i it's hard because i feel like the answer the solution is to build more resilience and more pressure tolerance into the dog rather than having to walk and and this is where I really err, because my inclination is to then walk on eggshells. That is my inclination. Yeah. And, but that doesn't help the dog. Right. And that's the thing.
1: But the, the flip side to that is those trainers we know who are out there who hear that we have to, you know, condition the dog to being comfortable with pressure oh. and turn into what I was in the yard only on steroids right and you know continually push the dog and make it uncomfortable and you know and go too far um and they're trying to they're it is it's it i was very lucky i fully admit i was very lucky that that little temper tantrum didn't backfire on me um And I wasn't doing anything cruel to her like like let's make that clear I wasn't out there beating her in the yard until she laid down but I was putting a lot of mental pressure on her Um, and it was stressful for her but at the same time in my case it happened to work out that it was not so much stress and not so much pressure that there was negative backlash to it I will be very honest, sheer luck. There was no skill there. That was sheer luck that that worked. But that's kind of how it has to go. And then, but with skill and not sheer luck.
0: You have to, (laughs) you have to pay attention and measure this out beforehand.
1: Right. Ideally, you have a plan in place of how much pressure you want to apply what you're looking to see, and then the reward. I think what worked really really well in my favor although it wasn't pretty at first was that her next exposure to that was the most rewarding thing possible for her um so it did help i though am honest enough to admit that the next time we go i might still see fallout from that and that i have to be prepared for that so i mean you have to you have to weigh your weigh your options and know that Yes, we do need to make our dogs more resilient to pressure. Absolutely. I think that that would solve or be part of the solution of a myriad of behavior problems that we see in pet dog training. However, I don't think most trainers have the tools or the resources or the reinforcements necessary to do that on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very difficult um Needle to thread, and as a dog trainer as a professional dog trainer, um, I can speak from experience it's different when it's your own dog. yeah, I have all the patience in the world for every single client dog i will I will sit in a room for an hour and you know I, I've sat in a room for four hours waiting for the dog to have enough courage to come out of the crate, yep. just chatting and hanging out. My own dogs. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I have less patience with my own dogs, and it and yeah. it's something that I have to work on. I mean, and I think we we always come back to this. We're all just noodling through. I don't care yep. how advanced a trainer you are, you are noodling through. And if you're not saying that you're noodling through, you're lying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because you are. Yes. You are noodling through. We're all doing the same exact thing. We're all trying to thread. And again, when I have a dog like Cody or, or Tag who will work for anything, I mean, they, there's nothing that would really turn them off of sheep, then I'm faced with a dog like Dice. I don't write him off as, well, he's a jerk. I have to step up and become a better trainer. And it's hard. It's not easy. It's it's a struggle. I struggle every single time I go in the arena with him. I'm very careful every time I step into the arena with him because I do have to put pressure on him because if I don't, he gets away with murder and because he worries. And when he worries, he makes mistakes. He gets more frantic and more upset and will grip on my sheep or he'll just become this frantic maniac just running back and forth and overflanking and driving sheep up my ass and i don't want that i don't know why i'm just crazy that way and so he has to have a you have to put a handle on him but you have to do it in such a way because if you put too much of a handle on him he will leave he yeah. will you've he taken will, all the
1: fun out of this game and he i don't will want take to play his anymore.
0: ball and bat and when i'm saying pressure with dice it is literally saying lie down and yep. he's like, you said it mean, and he runs away.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and I, now I didn't get him as a puppy and, and I didn't breed him. So um his lines indicate that he should be a tougher dog. So I don't know if there's a, if a failure was in his puppyhood or I, I don't know, or if it's just congenitally who he is. Obviously I would desperately try not to build this into my own, you know, t- I don't have that in tag. Right. Yeah. If I. Say tag lie down. She's like sheep. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard a Sorry, whisper. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can dogs flip you off? Because exactly. they can, she would be. But yeah. I do take a lot of pride in the fact that my dogs have beautiful lie downs. But I do yeah. I do work, and I work at them. I work at it entirely positive, away from stock, and then I use pressure and distance and n- the natural stopping points to help them understand it down. And I'll sit in the arena for 15 minutes and just, well, I'll just, well, and again, I'm not working Aussies. Aussies don't have the same stop that border collies do. And the Aussie that I'm working with now, he's a different Aussie. He, he has a temper and he has a frustration level that he, he has a, he came with a frustration bark. That's Uh quite charming. And, He will, I'll sit on the edge of the arena and I'll defend my sheep. And I'm like, lie down. And he will bark at me and he, we've had it for 10 minutes where I'm just standing there and I'm like, well, nothing happens until you tell you lie down. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and debate with you. I'm not going to argue with you. this is not a conversation we're having and I'm not going to get lured into coming towards you so you can beat me around the sheep. Yep. Uh, Sue is faster at reading dogs (laughs) yeah coming off of coming off of their of their so she's able to get in front of them much much better than i am and because she's been doing you know way longer than i have so and she's much and and not not inferring that's the only reason she's better than me she's just better than me um (laughs) so so she she can actually go pretty far out to the dog i cannot i have to stay much closer to my stock or especially this dog he's he's to me and he ran through everything I had to go actually go buy a plastic leaf rake
1: oh yeah so he's he's got the because
0: he ran through everything he ran through I, I didn't even try the flag on him because a lot of times the flag will make him kind of amp him up and make him crazy and yeah. I knew that the flag wasn't going to cut it with him and the rattle paddle he ran through and like ran through like I will take the rattle paddle. I will snap it in half, running through it, and screw you. I'm gripping sheep, and he was a gripping monster. I mean, he really grabbed my sheep, and I. And you know what? No matter how hard you try, you cannot convince sheep to just stand still when that happens. Well, and but see, he's because what's interesting is they will. He, the dogs chain The dogs will train the sheep. If the dog is not working correctly, they will absolutely train the sheep. So it turns out that Ryder, the name of this Aussie, he's a racist. Oh, and fantastic. He, I have black sheep, and the black sheep that we were using when I first started was named Hurricane because he was born in a hurricane, and he's the only little. He's the first little male sheep I kept, and he's a kind of a dingleberry he he's a little more reactive than my other sheep and Ryder would single him out and then they would just chase each he'd just chase him around and hurricane doesn't always go back to his fellow sheep he's not i mean sheep we can't pretend that these aren't individual animals either i mean they they make decisions as well they're not um, automatons either and now we we let him loose it was a, it was embarrassing we let him out into the he's moved on since then and we're no longer using hurricane we're using a different packet of sheep we're using um uh, heavier sheep older sheep and it was an older ewe and she's very very dog broke and which means she'll come right up to me if the, if the dog is in the correct position and he singled her out he couldn't even see the other sheep if the other sheep stopped he would walk past them all Only had he, eyes for her we had to put her we had to put her away so funny. He couldn't work with a black sheep in the ring because he couldn't see the other sheep. It was the cra- I've never seen anything like it. I've, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But what happens is these dogs start to understand which sheep is the troublemaker. He recognized that the last time it was the black sheep, and now he's generalized to all black sheep. And so until he's had a lot more... Not all more, black sheep. All black sheep yeah he's generalized he's terrible and so now until he's had more maturity we are going to incrementally pull out blacker and blacker sheep (laughs) until we can finally bring out the true black sheep. um because he he it was the weirdest he would i'm like he's not seeing the other sheep he wouldn't they would stop and he'd walk past them and then what happens is once it happens a couple times they they they've learned he doesn't see me
1: yeah. And it was, you know, it was it's funny, cause Sue, had, Sue had told me this. And, you know, again, this is this is another aspect of pressure. Um, on the other side of things is that the sheep read the energy of the dog when it comes in the ring, which is
0: oh yes.
1: why she is fantastic at training, like you're going to come in, you're going to lay down. And maybe we'll walk over here. And maybe we'll walk over there. And maybe we'll just sit here for 10 minutes and leave and not do anything. And like, she really works on taking the Oh, my God, sheep out of the dog so that the dog begins to understand that, you know, they're there for you, not the sheep. Um, And that the other day when I went in with later after I had frustrated the crap out of her, she came in. Vibrating. She came in at 900 miles an hour. She came in not wanting to lie down and not wanting to um, like I turned to shut the gate and she wandered off on her own kind of thing. And the sheep were instantly more flighty. They were, you know, faster to react. They were jumpier. They were uh, more sensitive to her pressure. And so it took less for her to push them past me, Um, which of course, you know, completed that little feedback loop (laughs) for her just nicely. (laughs) Um, And so it was just, it was interesting that, and I knew, like I knew, before we even started i knew by the way she went through that gate that it was going to be a shit show i knew it and and it and you know maybe it was self fulfillment i don't know but you know it just it was that perfect storm of her response to pressure all the way around um and it was i mean from a behavioral standpoint it was fascinating to watch from you know the training standpoint it just sucked
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say one thing so that we could kind of bring it back to people who actually don't do herding. Because um, there might be three or four people on the planet who don't do hurting. Because when we talk about pressure um, and the kind of pressure that, that, that we were talking about earlier, which is not really spatial pressure, which is the kind we normally talk about. A lot of people use the kind of pressures you were talking about earlier with training her down. And it's called social pressure. And actually, Ian Dunbar does it where you say, come here, come here, come here, come here. That's social pressure. And that is pressure. And that is mm-hmm. a form of punishment being used to get the dog to obey you. And I'm not saying punishment's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm simply stating that is a quadrant it's in. It is right. a form of punishment. And people don't That is a pressure that I think people need to be hyper vigilant about and very aware of because people don't understand, people don't always understand how sensitive dogs are to that social pressure because not only was later upset that she was in quote unquote trouble, she was probably very upset because you were upset right and that she felt that she wasn't pleasing you and and that's incredibly important for the dogs that were bred to please people so that'd be all the herding dogs all the retrieving dogs and probably even to some extent the bird dogs so everything except for really terriers so (laughs) um and i'm not leaving terriers out because i don't like terriers it's about what they're bred for i actually really love terriers um is if you, if your body language changes, if your tone changes, that is a form of punishment to our dogs. If they, yeah. if, if they're sensitive if enough, or, they're sensitive they're enough or if you are, yeah. And, and I see it time and time again with commands. Um I was dealing with a, a client who had a an out of, cl- out of control Weimaraner. I know that's like a synonymous. <laughs> and he is pre-installed and his... His training philosophy before he met me was, why should I ever reward the dog? Um, he should know better. Well, okay, why pay uh, employees? They should know better. So we already were dealing uh, with that kind of mental state. The dog was about 15 months old, and being a Weimaraner, when the owners would come home, the dog would completely lose his shit and just go berserk, and he he, he has no Bite control—he bites hard. He jumps Yikes. on you with his toes. You know his toes kind of flex, so he's super clawy. He's he's a he's a whirling whirling dervish of psychosis, and he's you know a whine. So they came to me with this behavior problem. The gentleman was very clearly angry. The woman in the relationship was a positive person, and she she didn't know how to train dogs, but she is a teacher or something along those lines and mm-hmm. our pediatrician or something. And so
1: she gets so, the idea of it. So,
0: but she wasn't really involved in the drugs training. So mm-hmm. all of his training was when, when the door would open and the dog would go berserk is using social pressure to yell commands at the dog.
1: Yeah. Well, and when you're a Weimariner, like physical pressure and social pressure is just like, yeah.
0: Takes it up a notch. And that's exactly what happened. He, The dog was amping up. You would think, if, if I use social pressure on Dice, he flattens. If you use social pressure on... Later. Later, she, she flattens. If I use social pressure on Ruby, she probably goes through the roof. I have not really had to do that. But if I did, I suspect that she would, what they call, stress up. Yeah. And so... This is really relevant to people who don't do herding or any other ridiculous out of the blue crazy ass sports because Mm -hmm. the pressures that we place on our dogs, even if we're positive, even if we're aimed towards positive reinforcement training only or 99% or whatever, or even if we use, even if we use punishment as part of our protocol, it's important to understand that using social pressure is incredibly powerful and often we don't recognize when we're using it. Well, and yeah, and that's exactly what I was
1: saying before about, you know, wondering how much pressure I've been putting on her without realizing Yeah, inadvertently.
0: It. Absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah. that's where I think we fall down and I think that's where we have to be hypervigilant. And I I hope that as we move towards more positive reinfor- reinforcement systems with our dogs, That we become more vigilant about it and again it's it's i have nothing against using it uh, but i have an issue with not understanding the ramifications for it and not understanding what it's doing to our dogs and paying attention to it so if you're going to use it be aware that you're using it that's where i think most people fall down um and be aware aware of the the possible fallout the fallout the repercussions if you put social pressure on a dog who stresses up And you're trying to get them to calm down. Uh, My husband does it all the time to my livestock guardian dog. Billy jumps, she gets excited and she will forget herself and she will jump up. And all you have to do is put her back on the ground and just kind of remind her. Four on the floor. And she's like, oh, I remember how this works. But my husband yells at her and gets angry with her. Well, the more he does that, the more Billy has not had a long history of being yelled at. And so she's like, what did I do? What did...? And so she becomes really super needy. And what do needy dogs do? They climb on people. Uh huh. So yep. the more he gets angry at her, the more she's in your face and obnoxious. And the, that increases the anger cycle, because now she's being quote unquote, disobedient, bad dog. Right. And we're not talking about abuse. I mean, I'm not calling my husband an abuser or anything crazy like that. I'm simply saying that people when faced with a dog who's doing something, he's, it's generally embarrassment because we have guests over and he's, he's annoyed at her because she's being silly. And I'm like, just put her on the floor. Just, you know, we'll just put her in the dog run. Just calm down. But he gets upset and his voice changes and Billy amps up. And the next thing you know, she's climbing on people's heads and she's a hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's hard, too, because we're human, and that's what we do, right? Like, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's part of human nature um, to react that way. One, one of my favorite stories, it was in one of the, I think it was in one of the training brooks, I, I don't know where I picked this story up, but I just thought it was ingenious, was um, somebody who had a reactive dog uh, who was in the show ring with them, and she felt very chastised and judged when the dog reacted to another dog in the show ring and she didn't correct it because she's using positive methods you know she's didn't want to set the dog off or set the dog back in its training and so she she left the show ring and she was like well how can how can I have the best of both worlds right like how can I manage this dog and appeal to the human nature of everybody around me, which is how dare you let your dog behave like that. And so outside of the ring, she spent a lot of time counter conditioning the phrase, bad dog, knock it off, or something to that effect, you know, like something you would normally say if you were embarrassed by your dog's behavior in public. And so to that dog, that phrase and that tone of voice meant, oh, cookies, yes, love it. So that the next time she went into the ring and the dog reacted she could go no bad dog knock it off and the dog was like yay right and so i sometimes think like because that is our natural reaction to things Mm -hmm. if we could teach everybody to pair that and you know practice that and make it this you know fantastic thing for the dog the world would be a better place for everybody we could react like humans the dogs wouldn't have to take it personally you know it would just be everybody would be happy
0: Well, I do tell my people when they're, I tell my students when we're learning recall, I say, we start off just teaching the recall basically. But then I said, here's the deal. Your voice is going to get hysterical when your dog takes off after a rabbit or there's a road or you're Uh scared. You need to practice that, (laughs) that tone. But don't go right there. My God, your dog will have a stroke. Slowly build up to the tone of hysteria that you're gonna use, and always build a reward system into it. So when you go, "Oh my God, Fuzzy, come here," your dog goes, "Oh, I know that cue." Yeah, I do. I
1: recommend. That don't that introduce voice.
0: the cue when the do- when the car backfires and your dog finds itself in traffic. That's mm-hmm. that. You're just gonna freak your dog out more. So. I, you know, it's important. You're right. I, we have to build these in the, all of this into our training, all of it, all, us, right. you know, kind of being human beings and not being perfect and things along those lines. So yeah, I think that was great. I mean, I think that, um, you know, what you've learned about yourself and later is, is incredibly powerful and, and we all learn from our dogs every single day and find ourselves. Yeah. And find ourselves wanting. I mean, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, And I mean, I think one of the honestly, one of the most productive things I can do as a dog trainer when I see a behavior I don't want or couldn't predict is to go, what did I just do? Because dogs do what works for them and what, you know, what has been reinforced for them. And, you know, for the most part, we're that. Source of reinforcement. So it's how did I reinforce that behavior, or how did I not set her up for success in that behavior?
0: Um, and and that's hard. you know, yeah, it's that's hard. hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's, hard. It's hard. It takes work, and it takes introspection, and it it takes it not takes... listening
1: to those awful people in your life who are going, oh well, pff, yeah,
0: you no, must be it, a crappy trainer. Yeah, it's hard. And so I think you know we have to remember to take the pressure off our dogs and or use it with with forethought and intelligence and take the pressure off ourselves
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> so, absolutely so absolutely. anyway
0: um we've beat this horse to death <laughs> but i think it, i think it was very oh. good i think it, I, I mean hopefully we didn't stray too far down the the sheep herding hole because i think it does it is relevant for it is. everyday people with everyday normal dogs um in the real world not just people no. you know, in the rarefied no. air of of herding
1: and it it's funny it's an easy um example to fall back on because i know that you and i are both both familiar with it but it does it applies it applies anywhere, you know, that you need your dog to perform a behavior. Honestly, you know, it, it it applies going out the door. It applies waiting for you to lock the door. It applies to getting in the car. It applies to waiting for food. It applies you like there are pressure points all over a dog's daily life, um, and it would just, you know, I think it would be an interesting mental exercise to try to note how many points of pressure there are on your dog in a day
0: I think yeah I, think I agree my dogs right now are sleeping there's no pressure Actually the pressure is that they're sleeping because they're feigning they're sleeping because they're hoping I'm going to walk outside and do something with a uh, sheep but it's 600 I was degrees say, out
1: Twitch a muscle and see how many of them are actually <laughs> sleeping
0: <laughs> Yeah they're just waiting Yeah So anyway well it All was right. awesome well, as always talking to yeah, you fantastic absolutely. and, and uh,
1: yeah Thank you to everybody that, that made it
0: this far and has been listening, and I would say uh, go live your dog's best life. Absolutely. Have a fantastic afternoon, evening, drive, what have you.